Hey y'all, welcome to the Anxiety Warriors podcast. We are your hosts, Margo and Abby. We are friends, teachers, and storytellers, but above all, we're anxiety warriors on a mission to raise awareness and understanding about anxiety and mental health. You will hear honest, engaging, and joyful stories from us and many other anxiety warriors about living with anxiety. If you're seeking a space to laugh, connect, feel inspired and empowered, and learn valuable tips rooted in mindfulness and more, your warrior community is here for you. Join us as we navigate this journey of life together. Welcome back, warriors. Yay. We are doing some TMI today. Yeah, I'm already sweating a lot about this. Too much information episode. Now, I I suggested this topic because I had something happen recently that made mm-hmm. me think, hmm, this was anxiety inducing. And yeah. it's maybe a little bit embarrassing, a little bit TMI. Yeah. But of course, I texted it to Abby, like <laughs> pretty much immediately. Because I feel like that's what we do, right? A lot of times we share gross but hopefully relatable things with our friends, people mm-hmm. we feel safe with and yep. warriors. I guess I've decided that I feel safe enough to share some TMI anxiety with you all. And yeah. I feel like, you know what? I think this has come up in some of our previous episodes with guests too. Mm-hmm. Whenever they've shared something that they thought was TMI, I have just felt that much more connected to them. Yes. Yep. Because mm-hmm. I just feel like, not only do I feel like I'm getting a window into a person, but I also feel like I'm getting an authentic window. I'm not getting something shiny or painted perfectly or like it's truly vulnerable to share things, anything. Right. But like some things that they've painted as TMI. And I guess I wouldn't disagree. Like when they said like, it's might be TMI. I'm like, okay, sure. I could see why you feel that way, but yeah. I loved that. Like, I think I've actually said it a couple of times. Yes. Why is it TMI? Like, I remember in one of our episodes, um, our guest brought up IBS and I was like, I've had IBS. Right. And like, Mm -hmm. but like, again, it's like, why is that even TMI? It is our body doing something. We're not like, Hey body, please have the shits and make me feel embarrassed about myself. Like, why, why is it so shameful and embarrassing when our body does things Mm -hmm. that we're not really in control of? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Cause I'm with you. That's why I'm saying like, I feel so much more connected to people when they say the the thing that a lot of folks would find embarrassing or that they might find embarrassing or humiliating or like was super cringe or awful, but like, they're so deeply human that like, I just feel like, okay, right. I don't have my shit together. Neither does that person. Right. And if the person is like, I I listen to a lot of podcasts. And so like when I hear podcasters too, or their guests talking about TMI moments or moments that have to do with body stuff, or like you're saying, like shit that I think most human beings experience or people they love experience Mm -hmm. it, or they've at least been witness to it. Yeah. Then like, why is it TMI? Yeah. Why are we hiding these parts of ourselves? Because we don't want to share these deeply human things because they make us look and feel imperfect. Yeah. No one wants to be imperfect, I guess. Right. (laughs) People don't like admitting that they have weird stuff that. Right. Right. 
And then, but also I wonder like, like for me, like, like as you're talking, I thought about how like in like elementary school, middle school, high school, I would never blow my nose in public ever. Cause I was always afraid I'd have a little bug hanging out. Right. (laughs) And probably I was so afraid of either being teased. Right. Mm -hmm. Or, um, like being like, like a turnoff, like, ew, who wants to talk to the girl with the booger hanging out? Right. Like, I don't know, but that's middle school, high school. That's the narrative I have. Right. You know, it's like how many things came up during middle school and high school when our bodies were changing Mm -hmm. and like, you know, we didn't get enough education on our changing bodies. We've already talked about this before. (laughs) Right. Like periods were not spoken about enough at all. No. And so because no one spoke about it and because people were teased about it, that's where like the shame came and the TMI part. I don't know. That's yeah. 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 I mean, I feel like we were taught from a young age too, whether it be from at home at school by society at large or whatever that like hide that stuff too. Mm-hmm. Right. That like you just brought up period. And that's kind of what my, my main story of the day is going to be about. And it's like, we, it was always hide, hide that you have, hide that you're a female, yeah. hide that you have a body, that you have natural things going on with your body that right. you've had since you were, you know, 12 years old. Why aren't kids talking about this more often? I feel like the tides are turning with that a little bit or mm-hmm. the tides are changing, um, which is, I mean, so great. Cause anytime like the younger generation can break some down, some of the barriers yes. and the, um, the uh, ridiculous stigma and like judgment that comes with normal human stuff, whether Mm -hmm. it be for boys, girls, for everyone. Um, Yay. Those are huge fucking wins because we are, we just have always lived with this culture of be ashamed, feel shame. And it's like, guess what? Every girl in the world has had some kind of period stain on underwear, Mm -hmm. clothes, bed sheets. Bet, yep. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that is so normal. And like, even like I grew up in a home where that was completely normalized, mm-hmm. but I still felt ashamed. Yes. Right. So like I learned it somehow. I don't know yes. how, but it was, oh my God, hide. Like, and, and yeah, some of it just has to do with being that age. Right. And just like the idea of like blood coming out of your crotch at school. But healthcare didn't, or health class didn't like normalize it. It's like, hi, all these girls are bleeding monthly. Don't get me started on health class. Yeah. Honestly, like that could be, maybe that's a whole other freaking episode. Cause yeah. like my health teacher in high school was like the football coach. Yeah. Same here. And yeah. he was a total prick. He had yeah. no idea. He had no empathy. He didn't, he didn't really talk to the girls in my class, right. like just hid behind a newspaper. He was completely useless, mm-hmm. completely fucking useless. Mm-hmm. I have so much disdain for that guy. And like, yes, I know that. And when this episode comes out, Adam and I are going to have a long conversation about this teacher. Cause we actually had health class together when we were in high school. Um, and so, Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. But our periods are happening every single month. Like, do you remember in high school? Like at least for me and all my friends, like if we had our period and like, oops, we just got it. We need a tampon or a pad. It was mm-hmm. like, so quiet. It was like, and then we had to like in the hallway without anyone noticing it's like up your sleeves (laughs) and then you pass it along to the other person and you pocket it really fast so no one can see that you're on your period when it's like 
hi, all these girls are on their periods monthly and we don't know the pain they're in. We don't know if they have to go to the bathroom more often. You know, we don't know if they're extra tired because it is not being spoken about. And for some reason it's TMI. Mm -hmm. I still do that. I still hide like sanitary products. Wow. Like not hide, hide, but like I, I have light anxiety, like, like making sound like that Mm -hmm. in the bathroom with other women, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Which is utterly ridiculous. But again, it's just like, I I guess part of it's like, do I want the whole bathroom to know my business? I guess because all those right? women kind of know anyway, right? They 100% know everyone. I mean, there's no real hiding it, right? But it's just yeah. like, anyway, my, my greater point is just, and we, we've already, we've talked a lot about periods. I think it's just because we haven't really talked about it on the show, certainly, but it isn't spoken about enough, wasn't in our childhoods, maybe still isn't. And um, we want to hopefully normalize just talking about things that might feel embarrassing to share or humiliating or, you know, whatever <laughs> troubling memories from the past, but like, mm-hmm. they're just so needed. I feel and that's why I've always felt so much more connected to a person when they share something that they deem to be TMI. I'm always like, yes, like I'm proud of you for saying it. And I can totally relate, or I could see that being embarrassing, right. Or, mm-hmm. you know, or I don't think that's TMI, you know, or whatever, like you said about IBS, like, I don't think that's TMI, but it's like, when it comes to stuff about body, I think immediately people are like, hide, don't share, don't say anything. Um, so recently a couple of weeks ago, Adam and I were at a wedding, one of his coworkers and, you know, I, I had, it was like the second day of my period, which is a heavy day for me. And I, you know, was in a good amount of pain and I was coming off of not feeling great in general. And I remember texting you too and being like, I, I don't know if I had said like, I have this wedding today and I also I'm just getting over being sick. And also it's the second day of my period. And you were just like, oh, that all sounds so great. And it's always like a clusterfuck, right? Whenever mm-hmm. we have something important that we're like dressing up to go do, you also have like a million other problems. Yes. Um, and so I just had so much anxiety the whole day about would I be doubled over in pain? Mm-hmm. Could I stand up on my heels for too long? Like you mentioned being tired. I'm, I'm always super tired during my period. Like, and so it was just like constantly thinking, overthinking about, um, the whole situation. Yeah. And then of course, when it came to the day itself and we get there and it was like, we had just sat down for the ceremony and I was like, I need to go to the bathroom. Like, And then it's the anxiety of like, where's the bathroom? I've never been to this location before. Mm -hmm. I have no idea where I'm going. And will I make it in time? Right. It's like, oh, I didn't bring, you know, so many things with me. What if I forgot something like, and so it was just so much overthinking. And then anytime I moved in certain ways, you just get that feeling of like, oh, like, I don't know, you know what I'm talking about. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, Something shifted. Yeah. You feel movement. Shifted, yep. Right. And I better go check on that. Yeah. And I'm always assuming the worst. I do this like whole thing where I'm just like, okay, I'm going to pull down my pants and everything's going to be fine. <laughs> or like, there's going to be a freaking disaster. And I, what am I going to do about it? Right. And yeah. I was just like freaking out the whole time. And it was like, right after this wedding and we got home and I was so relieved to just right. be home out of this fancy dress. Right. And just feeling like I could just relax and be myself again. Yeah. 
Yeah. And like, it didn't matter what happened. If anything were to happen, it'd be fine. Like, thankfully nothing happened to my dress, to anything, to my wedding, uh, to my wedding. Wow. To anything. I was, com- yes. I was completely good. Everything was perfect except for my anxiety. Right. And this was when I texted you and was like, we should talk about this. We should talk about just like the TMI, like the stuff yeah. that like happens to everyone or right. many people or people in your life. Right. That no one's sharing that gives us so much stress. I was, I can't even fully express to you all how much anxiety I went through this day. It was like yeah. hours upon hours of stress about the fact that I was dressed am I gonna up leak? away from yes. home, uncomfortable. And I'm, am I going to leak? Am I going to faint? Like I used to faint yeah. with my period a mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it hasn't happened in years, but it's still because it happens so often. I'm like, yeah. it could happen. Yeah. And then what, what's that I'm going to do? Be like, she has her period. Oh, she's on her period. Don't worry about it. She's done this before. Right. Yeah. It's about sharing it with other people. And then it's like, oh my God. Yeah. So that was, uh, I've, I was what got this kicked off for me. Yeah. I have really gotten in the habit of just vocalizing them on my period. Like I think for like the last three or four years. Right. If like, I know that like, um, when my brother-in-law has come over, and it's like my first day period and I feel like utter shit. And he's like, how are you doing? I'm like, well, just got my period. Like I am like, I'm bleeding heavy and my cramps are making me feel like I'm going to pass out. Right. And so I feel like if people are going to ask me how I'm doing and I'm not doing well, especially men, I'm going to educate them on how often women feel like crap, but mm-hmm. we have to like pretend we're fine. Right. Yes. Yeah. There actually the other day, I mean, and by the other day, I mean about like three or four weeks ago, but the other day, mm-hmm. um, I was going to a uh, lunch with, with my mom and a bunch of her friends. Right. And they were like her, like old friends, like longtime friends, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, it was the first day of my period and my cramps were like horrible. Like I like had to walk slightly bent over. Right. Yeah. Mm. And when it's that bad, you know, I do take an Aleve and usually the Aleve does something, but the Aleve did not do anything. So I'm sitting at this brunch, you know, outdoors, just like can't sit up straight, hands on my, on my uterus. Right. And they're like, are you okay? How are you? Do you have a headache? And I'm like, (sighs) nope. You know, I'm like, it's my first day of my period. (laughs) And there was like men and women there. And I just had to say it because why do I have to lie about my experience? Like, no, periods can be this painful and uncomfortable. And yet I still came out to hang out with you all. So like life has to go on. Yes. Right. 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 Anything you can do, I can do while bleeding. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. So anyway, I very much relate to that. And, and for me, I just feel like I really am trying to stop the, the taboo about saying it, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, if, if it comes up organically, I mean, I didn't like make a crown of sanitary napkins and walk around screaming. (laughs) I have my period. Just like Um, get up and declare at the table. Like Michael Scott, I have have my period. period. But if people are going to ask how I'm doing, I'm keeping it real. You know, it's like periods are not TMI. They happen every month for me and every other woman, maybe not every month for them, but you know, on average, um, like I'm not pretending it's not happening. I'm not going to gaslight myself to my experience. I love it. 
And I love that you, you know, like you're free enough to say it in front of men at the table too. It's like, yeah, I've done that before too, but only in the last few years. Like yes. you said, it's like, yeah. why did it take being in our late thirties to do this? I mean, now we're both 40, but like in the last few years. Right. Um, but I think it's just, well, I think it's a win that no matter what age, right. The more we're able to just validate and share our experience, the more hopefully other people feel seen, even if they don't share that they've had a similar experience, many of them will internalize it. And just at the very least, I would think like, cool, that person is confident, right? right? That person is able to talk about their experience without shame or guilt or fear of making other people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure some people at the table might, you know, I wouldn't need that information. Well, okay. I mean, like too bad. Like we all live with things that bother us sometimes. And if what I said bothers you, fuck off. Right. Right. And, you know, I guess we won't be seeing each other for brunch again. Right. Kind of thing. Right. But then you obviously don't care to see me if you don't, you know, if, right. If how I'm feeling is going to impact how you receive me, you know, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I just think that, um, uncomfortable situations that we normalize. Yeah. Uh, especially like you said, for people that are experiencing something daily, weekly, monthly, for most of their lives, for all of their lives, uh, whether it be body stuff or just anything, right. If it's normal for you and it's your experience and you want to have relationships with other people, I think you're better off sharing that stuff with them because they're, it's only going to humanize you Mm -hmm. and in turn them thinking about their own stuff, especially if you have young kids or you're an educator of some kind, or you influence children in your work or your home life or whatever, in any small or big way, Yeah, you know, doing what you can for them to see from a young age, it's normal to talk about stuff that goes on with our body. It's normal to talk about stuff that used to be, or still is considered taboo or TMI, because that's the only way that, um, we're going to let go of the shame spiral, the shame structure of patriarchy and just, uh, you know, systems of oppression for everyone. Yeah. For, you know, centuries. <laughs> so, okay. Oh, so to screw the patriarchy. Yeah. Tell me, tell me another TMI story. <clears throat> sure. Well, again, more like women's stuff, I guess. I don't, I don't, now I'm having like a, I'm dumb and basic, but like, I don't think men can do this. <laughs> But if they can, somebody enlighten me. I don't. I don't know. I, okay. what I'm gonna say. I think I do. There's yeah. No way. There's no way men can do this. No. Um, uh, I was uh, at a yoga training like years ago, yeah. and there was a good like 30, 40 people at this thing. Maybe a little less. I don't know. It felt like a million people after this thing happened. Yeah. And I was like, I forget what pose I was in. I was in something somewhat vulnerable you know, like crotch exposed kind of pose. And I queefed like, like hella, like hardcore. Now I don't know how everyone's experience with gas is different. Yeah. For me, if I have to fart, generally speaking, I feel it. I know it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. I can feel the pressure, the pain, the gas bubble, the movement in the belly, wherever the back, wherever it is, I know it's coming. And I have Plans in place, right? (laughs) Some action plans in place to keep said fart at bay, even if it's temporary, right? Yeah. So I could excuse myself, leave the room, go to the bathroom, whatever. Well, 
I don't have that with queefs. Never no, did. No, no. I don't know. Wait, air ladies. goes in, air yeah. goes out. Ladies, if you know how to A, notice the queef coming and B, stop it from becoming a thing in a moment, please, please send us a DM. Go ahead and email us anxietywarriorspodcast at gmail.com. I am dying to know how you're doing this because yeah. I have never been able to control it. And so I queef pretty loudly during this vulnerable position in this yoga training. And please tell me you were in like plow pose. I was not in plow. Oh my God. <laughs> that would have been for anyone that doesn't know plow pose is on your uh, upper back. Yeah. And basically your entire ass is skyward <laughs> and your toes are behind your head. Go ahead and Google, Google. Wow. Go ahead and Google uh, pose. And uh, you'll know that it would be, that would have been like a level of vulnerability that like, I probably would have just busted out laughing if I was in flat pose. Thankfully I was secure enough that like, I kind of just like, I remember that it was, and of course it was so hella quiet in this room at, at this moment. Meanwhile, you know what trainings are like, they're usually pretty loud, right? Even when people are up there teaching People are talking, people are doing their thing. There's music playing in the background. It was like pin drop quiet. Mm -hmm. And so here we have this like sound, like it was loud too. I can't even, I can't even recreate it. It was <laughs> awful. It sounded like bubble paper. Yes. It was so vile. Yes. <laughs> and so I, I so I'm kind of just like, I let like a hot, like 20 seconds go by. I'm like, do I address this? <laughs> You're like, I can't move again. What if more comes people, out? Oh, exactly. And people noticed it wasn't like the whole room, but like the people around me. Definitely <laughs> noticed. Do, you, do you think they knew the difference between a fart and a queef? They were all women. So I hope okay. so. Yeah. Maybe not though. Right. Cause yeah. some, maybe the sound is similar for some people. For me, they're pretty different mm -hmm. Just speaking for me. So I didn't address which one it was, but I <laughs> did after like a good 20 seconds of mulling it over in my anxious brain. Like, do I say something? Do I ignore it? Do I pretend like that didn't happen? Do I just go up, pretend like it was the bitch next to me? Like, what do I do here? Yeah. And so <laughs> inevitably I wound up being like, whoops, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> but then like <laughs> oh Abby your face oh my god I can't I wish I was in that class oh my god so I was like Whoops. you're so brave like, Excuse you're so me. Brave. so all of these women that were really close to me just like chuckled <laughs> like one of them was like it's okay like <laughs> but like what was like I the other women I'm sure didn't even want to address the fact that I addressed it. They were yes. ready to just let it go. They did not want to have a conversation yes. with me. Yes. Oh my God. But it was, I look back now and laugh, but it, I, for like the next hour after that, every face I stared into, I'm like, did they know, do you know it was me? You were across the room, but you're giving me a weird face right now. Yeah. I'm getting weird juju from you. You know, it was me. I get like, I must've been wearing the shame on my face or something. But like, I'm sure it was all me projecting my own anxiety out. Right. Sure that only the couple people around me could hear. But of course, it sounded like a fucking firework in my pants. And <laughs> and it was in the middle of, you know, the quietest room ever. Oh, my God. It was, yeah. it was mortifying. But I, at the same time, it's like, hey, man, that's what happens. I like I'm I'm like putting myself in your situation right now. And like, I can imagine like, right when it happens, like what I would do is like instantly freeze. <laughs> like, yeah, 
Except I was in the middle of a yoga pose, which I don't remember being super comfortable or not. So I feel like it was, I mean, it must've been really comfortable. Hence the queen. <laughs> That's usually a sign of really loose, open joints and muscles. Oh God. But yeah. I don't remember what pose I was in. You'd think that would have been like ingrained on my like hippocampus, <laughs> but like it's not, I don't remember what pose I was in. Oh, I mean, God. I queefed in yoga once too. And I remember the pose because <laughs> I was trying was to get it? up into a handstand and oh. I was jumping my one leg up a few times. And I guess I got some <laughs> air up in there. <laughs> and I don't oh, remember shit. what I did afterwards, but I think, I think based on knowing me, I probably didn't say anything. I probably froze, scoped out the room. <laughs> And then just was like, hum de dum dum. Yeah. Let me take a child's pose. <laughs> that was a hard handstand. Let me take a break. That's your cue for taking five. <laughs> I'm just picturing like you kicking your leg up and like each time it, the kick just to get a new queef, even though that's not the story you're telling. No, that's no. what I'm envisioning. That's the cartoon version. Right. Right. Each right. leg kick, I think, just added more air in. Bigger. Because, yeah. 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 So good. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome, warriors. <laughs> <laughs> Your body is normal. <laughs> well, okay. So like jumping forward, right? Like years later when I was mm -hmm. teaching, a kid farted during my class mm -hmm. and it was a group of fifth graders mm -hmm. and there was like a hot silence for a few seconds. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, he, we all laughed. I mean, like the kid laughed and so did everybody, right? It's like, we can't ignore this. It was a loud one. We knew who it was. Yeah. You know, it was only, it was in the small group of like 16 kids. Um, and so we addressed it and we had a yeah. whole conversation about it during. Yes. And I was yes. like, like, and so it felt really good in that moment. And like, I feel like, and I told them, I'm like, I farted at yoga before, which that I've done many times. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, thankfully, uh, none of them made any sound or smelled like anything to my awareness anyway, because you have techniques. Correct. And I also know how to just get up and go to the bathroom if I feel yeah. something. Right. Queefs, not so much. And so like I had to, you know, I did, we didn't talk about fart holding techniques in this class with these kids. <laughs> Although that maybe would have been a good lesson. I don't know that the teacher would have appreciated. Yeah. That, that I think we all learn our own way. Right. That's true. You know? I'm sure my strategies are different from yours and everyone yeah. else's, but yeah. Um, but yeah, we had a whole conversation about it. And I was just like, you know what? We're going to, we're going to sit with this for a few minutes yes! right? because the kids yes! were down too. They were yes! like excited to talk about it. And I told them my fart story, not mm -hmm. the grief story. No, nope. told them a fart story. I actually made it worse on purpose mm -hmm. for that kid's benefit. Yeah. And so, and they all left and I left yes! too, right? Yes! It was like, this is normal. Bodies Parts do are this. Funny. Stuff. They're not shameful. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. It was so helpful. And like everyone, it like lightened the everyone was just, and the kid was fine. I mean, he was thankfully he was a he was a good sense of humor kid. Mm -hmm. He you know, he that was just his nature, right? Yeah. He wasn't a kid that internalized a lot, or at least that's not how it came off. Maybe he was, you know, but yeah, not in my presence. He was pretty free-flowing and he was he had good energy, you know. Um, and he had lots of friends in class. And so I think that that part always helps, unfortunately, Yes, but, but just normalizing it generally that's, and me telling my own story, right. Right. That's the thing. Everybody it's farts. Like, exactly. There's a book They have, we already have everybody poops. Yeah. Everybody, everybody farts. farts. 
And, and, you know, I had this in, um, I was teaching in middle school and this poor kid farted during boat pose. (laughs) (laughs) For all our non-yogi listeners, you have lots of Googling to do. (laughs) And, um, and, and so the kids started laughing and this kid actually reacted embarrassed and upset and like, Mm -hmm. don't laugh at me. So we stopped the class and had a conversation about it. And that's the thing is like, for me, being able to like have a conversation was like a healing moment for me to help my younger version of myself. Cause I would have yes. been mortified, you know? Exactly. And, and so we talked about it. We talked about how everybody farts. We talked about how it's funny that there is like embarrassment or shame around it. And then this was actually right around the time my dad was getting surgeries on his like stomach and intestinal area. And mm-hmm. like, they would not let him uh, even consider leaving the hospital until he farted. And so I told the kids a version of that story about how like your body isn't working if you're not farting. Yeah. Right. And like, (laughs) yeah, that that last thing you said, Mm -hmm. I must've just seen something. I, Oh, it was a, a TV show on Netflix. They did that exact thing where the kid couldn't leave. It was a never have I ever on Netflix, the Mindy Kaling show. You would love this show. Okay. Okay. Check it out on Netflix. It's a 30 minute show. There are three, three seasons, I think. Anyway, Warriors, if you're into like light hearted, you know, teen um, comedies that also have lots of heartwarming moments and sweet, you know, uh, relatable stories from your youth, probably and good for your kids. And uh, yeah, so they literally I'm like, you're telling this and like my brain just kind of stopped because I was like, what did I just see that? Wow. In? And the kid couldn't leave the hospital until he yeah. farted. Right. It was a whole thing. Right. I love and so, it. Like let's normalize farts. It's not TMI. It's not embarrassing. It's mm-hmm. simply your body is working and it makes a funny sound. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I think this has been <clears throat> the funniest episode yet for me. I may have like almost <laughs> peed my pants during this episode with laughter, but you kept it together. Strategy. I kept it together. Yeah. Otherwise I would have been like, Oh my God, I gotta, I gotta go. I'll be right back. But we're good strategies. That's right. You know, if you ever have to do that in the future, we should just like start playing like elevator music until you get back <laughs> or I'll just do it. I'd be like, you'll do it. And then you jump back in and be like, okay, I'm back. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I just had to change my pants. <laughs> Quick change. <laughs> Wardrobe change. Uh, oh, costume change. Oh man. So funny. I mean, there's a million stories. Yeah, exactly. And they're funny. They're not funny when they happen in the moment because we've been conditioned to have shame and embarrassment and discomfort, but hearing them now, like they are very funny stories. I have. And I've always, there are some people I'm sure in your life and, and many of the warrior listeners lives, there's one person in particular I'm thinking of who so owned all of her body stuff mm. in such a way from a really young age. I, we met in college and, you know, we're not, we're not like friends anymore. Like not, we, we were never that close to begin with. We were just like acquaintance, uh, acquaint, acquaintances. I can't speak mm-hmm. acquainted. That's the word I was looking for. Um, and so, but you know, we're still connected on social media and stuff like that, but she had just the most amount of energy, you know, she's, and of course she like does comedy stuff now, like she's mm-hmm. hilarious. And, um, she so owned all that stuff, burps, farts, anything that was considered TMI, like back then or still now, unfortunately, um, 
she just owns it. And like in such a way that I found so admirable that like, yes. I do think knowing her helps me gradually, even right. though it was years later when I was like, became more and more comfortable with talking about stuff and being open and honest about it. But like, she was definitely one of my first memories of like someone who was just like, eh, whatever, who cares kind of thing. Okay. So I just had this like moment when you were saying that. Do, do you and I think it's TMI because we're conditioned as women? Because like, remember some of the comedians that did do like fart and poop and, and period jokes, like they were labeled like, you know, that's bathroom humor, but like yeah. the men didn't get the same label. Like probably maybe, maybe part of our gender influences how much we think is TMI. Sure. It's like not ladylike, right? That's right. Ladies don't keep fart. It in. Right. Ladies don't fart. Ladies don't poop. Yeah. I've never pooped. I'm, anno- no. I'm announcing that here. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't Not even once. know what that is. What is that even? Yeah. It's poop. Am I saying that word right? Poop. I think it's, it's poop. Poop. Okay. Yeah. Got it. There's an yeah. extra oop at the end. Got yeah, it. There's got two O's, you know, so. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Okay. <laughs> I have to research this. No idea what that is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I, yeah, I think you, you're onto something there. Totally. I think it goes for men too, right? I imagine for boys too, it's like everything goes back to our conditioning mm-hmm. from the what society from a super young age, from our parents and their parents and their parents and going back generations, we're told is acceptable mm-hmm. to do in public, to do out loud, to share with others because it was like, don't be, hu- we were all just basically told, don't be human, be, be yeah. a rigid you know, non-movable version of a human being yeah. all the time. And then you're doing it right, air quotes. But we're doing it the Victorian way. <laughs> we need more corsets. Then I'll be, <laughs> then I'll be freaking gassy as forget it. It'd be, yeah. I wouldn't have any control then. No. Too tight. Yeah. Too tight. <laughs> yeah. Be squeezing it all out. Totally. I do want to blame my initial creep situation on very uncomfortable yoga pants. So we'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> You can blame it on anything, you know, blame it on the pants. I'm going to blame it on my yoga teacher for not educating me on how to not get air up there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. Yoga pants and teachers. All right. Well, warriors, I think what we're saying here is that the stuff that you think is TMI is actually the good stuff. It's the stuff that happens to everyone or Mm -hmm. to people they love and know. It's the stuff that we do not have to, we don't deserve shame over yes. thinking about, experiencing certainly, and also talking about, because talking about stuff that feels weird or uncomfortable is what actually brings us closer together and um, doesn't have to be uncomfortable. We can make it comfortable by saying it out loud more often. Yeah. Just normalizing it like everything else. Mm-hmm. So warriors think this week, today, sometime, What are some of the TMI anxieties that have come up for you? Do you have experience with any of the things we've talked about or things like it? Hopefully at the very minimum, you were able to laugh along with our ridiculousness and um, just enjoy the, and if you're not into body or bathroom talk, then we're sorry. Not really. Um, (laughs) We're we're lightly sorry. I'm I'm lightly sorry, but not really. Um, I guess if you saw the the words TMI anxiety in the title, you should probably have moved on if you didn't want to hear about this stuff. Yeah. (laughs) But um, anyway, we hope that you enjoyed this topic Mm -hmm. Uh, and think about it this week for yourself. How does it show up for you? How did it show up for you? Has it changed as you 
become an adult? How are you working on normalizing it for your uh, normalizing it for your students, your kids, friends and neighbors, coworkers, all the people? Yeah, that you right. have a body and your body works. That's right. Ooh, yeah. we should. That's a good reframe, right? Let's just you know narrate it as I'm so grateful to you. Yeah, body, for all the things that you're doing without me even thinking about it. Damn right. face. <laughs> all right, Abby. Do you have a win of the week? Win of the week. Yes. It has nothing to do with this topic at all, but you know, I know, I know I could, I could try to think of something, but I have a different win because let's, you know, um, so, you know, one of my themes is like, I hate social media. Right. And I've been notorious back in a way and everything and taking breaks and feeling better in my mental health by being on these less. However, <clears throat> I have come across a couple Facebook groups that um, do book swaps, like, because mm. I've gotten really into the book of the month club. And like, I mean, it's become like a thing now, like at the beginning of every month, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm like constantly checking the app to see if the new books have, a, you know, come up and you get a choice from one of the books. I was going to ask, I'm like, you can do you choose get to pick? one? You just, you okay. never know what they're going to offer. And it's usually between five and seven every month. Um, and you can, you can choose and you can choose more than one. Right. But so there's like that excitement where like, you're not getting something forced on you. Right. right. Mm-hmm. But there's an excitement about, oh, what are they going to drop? What new author might I like? What new story might I like? I got some really fun books last month. I really loved one of them. I sent you two that I yes. had gotten. Um, Just finished the second one. Less less fun than the first one. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. But fun books. Um, I like now like the author, Julie Clark, because I had learned about her from Book of the Month. Anyway, the win is this. So I found these fun Facebook groups. And so people will put like up for swap and they'll show all of their books, usually book of the month books, but mm-hmm. also sometimes it's, it's other books that aren't book of the month as well. And then they're like in search of this. And I have done like at least four different swaps where like, I have a book they want and they have a book I want. And all nice. we do is pay media mail shipping to send to me to each other. And so it's just this, and I mean, I never talk to these people again, right? It's not like right. we're becoming friends or community, but it's so it's like an addiction. Like every day I'm like, okay, who's posted? What do they have? One of the books I'm looking for, you know? Yes. And so I keep getting books. I'm really excited to read. I have like four books right now that are in a stack that one I'm excited to read. And then two, I'm excited to swap. Mm, Right. And so that's been like, uh, really, really fun. And so I just actually connected with someone today. We're swapping a book today. Woo. Um, I'm sending her the book sign here and I highly recommend it. It's a very, very creative book. Okay. Um, Ooh, creative. It's, cre- book. Interesting. it's very creative. It's like, I'm not giving anything away, but the story takes place where part of it is this one guy works in hell. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. And his journey of what he has to do while he's a worker in hell. And it's really, that's it a really fun read. It was okay. really, yeah. I love it. I wish I could get involved with something like that, but I don't like sharing books. (laughs) I don't like sharing my books. I'm very selective about sharing, but I also don't like library books unless they're kids books. And so the idea of like someone else's hands being on the book that I'm going to 
read. I yeah. don't love that. That's why I need, which it's a problem because I wind up purchasing too many books, but then yeah. I, my mom and I share and like, I, there are people that I trust. Like when you were like, can I send you a couple books? I was like, yeah. yes, like, yes, yes, you can. And maybe I'll send, I mean, now you have this book club, but I can send you some of my books if you want to. We can always swap too. I'm I'm down for swaps. I like okay. swaps. Swapping yeah. is fun. Um, I like it. What I will say is some people intentionally share, and maybe they share this because of your hesitancy. It's like read the book without the um, dust cover mm-hmm. or the dust jacket, right? Sure. So then when they send it to you, maybe the dust jacket is never even touched. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. It's one of those weird things. I don't have like germaphobe issues, but there's something about books. I don't, I think it's just that my preference is always to hold my own book, my new yeah. book. Um, yeah. But anyway, I love that win. That is Thanks. awesome. Any book win is a, is a win in my book too. So I'm love, just getting love, so love. many awesome books. I'm like reading like a book a week. It feels really fun and exciting and I love it. So yay. Fabulous. Fabulous. All right, warriors. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to connect with us for any reason, you can hit us up over on Instagram. We're at anxiety warriors podcast, or you can email us at anxiety warriors podcast at gmail.com to shout out your wins of the week. Let us know if you have interesting topic ideas for us, new anxiety stories that we haven't really talked about yet that you think would be really fun for us to chat about. Or if you think you'd be a great fit as a warrior guest on our show, reach out, let's connect and get you on the calendar, help you tell your anxiety journey here on our platform. We'd be honored. Please take two seconds and smash that five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. Maybe all the places that you listen, uh, like, and subscribe to our YouTube channel and jump on into our show notes and click our Threadless link. You can head over to our merch shop and shop some swag for yourself. Mm-hmm. Some fun hoodies. We've got towels and thick pillows. There's like bags and mugs and shirts and tanks and tees and all the things all the things all the things we love you we love you thank you so much for going on this journey with us we're so grateful we get to do this with you till next time